Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host. That's Steve Diddy! How's it going? Oh, hi, Steve. <laughs> Let me get my headphones back on here. Did that I get was, you? Uh, <laughs> that was the most ridiculous beginning yet. I mean, I enjoyed every minute of that. <laughs> I had to leave my seat. I'm just looking at the metrics, the uh, the old sound wavs here. And uh, yeah, they're through the charts. I don't think that's making it in. But um, <sighs> Tidal wavs. Uh, I like that. I yeah. like that. That's very sound yeah. engineering. It's very technical. I like yeah. it. Isn't it? Can I take what it? We do. Can I have it? Yes, you can have that. At Daryl J. O'Brien, um, I think my voice has gone now from doing that. I think, uh, you know. You did. It was very girlish. Um, your voice <laughs> kind of broke at the top there and it Woo! kind of broke into a, yeah. Yeah. I wonder how that's going to sound over a car radio. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we've. what are we doing if here? Anyone, if anyone has an accident in their car because of that entrance, I am in no way responsible. Do you know what's Stephen's problem all the way? Do you know what's funny though? The, like the people are gonna arrive on the scene and it'll be this podcast playing. So God knows what we'll be talking about. Where's yeah. another thing? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Oh God. Hello, first responders. Guy. We mm. really like the work you do. Um, <laughs> His name's Dave. Do you know what I've been watching a lot of um, recently, and I'm not enjoying it. And I think we, it needs to be discussed on some kind of a public forum. And maybe this is not the forum for it. Bears game. But two words: Peppa Pig. Oh, the bears suck. Peppa Pig. Oh yeah. It really really annoys me because being a dad as you are i am sick of seeing poor daddy pig being run down all the time yeah he's i think i have a few theories did we discuss our theories on peppa pig oh it's this the one where like mammy pig's having an affair and do you think she is yeah who do you think she's having an affair with again freddie fox is freddie dad. fox yeah that's pretty left field, he's always though. he's always hanging around the house though is he always i have a feeling what happened is <laughs> that daddy pig daddy pig doesn't get along with his in-laws you never see his parents by the way yeah but he doesn't get he doesn't seem to get along with mammy pig's parents i have a feeling they think that he married that she married below her station and that yeah. he isn't good enough he's an architect for christ's sake what more do you want from this man yeah but the the thing is is that i mean she perpetuates that because anytime it comes to doing a job she's like i'll just ring granddad pig and he's like no no i'll do it so i mean you, you know when yeah, you emasculate I mean, she the does man belittle, at home she does emasculate him at home so there's a lot of tension there but uh yeah just watch out for it if 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 you get time and you're stuck like me watching uh, Peppa Pig, you will start to see these things. There's clear as day. Yeah. Let's get into this game coming up. Um, divisional round. Rams. Yep. Yep. I started off very confident and I see the bookies have us at about a touchdown, a toad or more uh, in the that, spread. Yeah, 6.5 spread I saw this morning. Yeah. yeah, it'll probably dwindle as we get closer to the game and more of these sort of stats come out. Um, so I started off very confident in a game we should win and then I started to, you know, overthink it a bit and now I'm swinging back around to the positives. But what's your take on this game? Uh, from uh, We forgot to do it on quick oh. snaps. Jesus Christ. Oh, it's so quick and snappy. Um, yeah, well, I'm looking. I'm look. I was the same as you. I think I've gone through. I've blown hot and cold about this over the last few days. I mean, it's Sean McVay versus Matt Lafleur, two best mates. Um, so it's going to be good to see them as head coaches and what they do. Mm. Uh, when you keep looking at it on paper, and obviously the bookies are doing this too. Uh, you've got the number one seed versus the number six seed. We shouldn't even be too. We shouldn't really be too worried about this. But I am pretty worried about this because I think our biggest weakness and their biggest strength 
is where we'll fall down. And similarly, on our biggest strength and their biggest weakness, we should make some headway. So I wrote down a few things. I think our biggest strength against these guys is going to be our pass protection, I think. You know, we've got 74% team pass block win rate. From that's from I took that from ESPN. And we, we definitely have three of the eight best pass blocking offensive tackles okay Bakhtiari's gone but we still have Billy Turner and, and Wagner hopefully um, but you know so and if you look at it that way I suppose the, the results of that is A-Rod's only been sacked 20 times which is the second fewest in, mm. in the league at the minute but the Rams biggest strength obviously is their pass defence they've only allowed 17 passing touchdowns which is the fewest in the NFL but uh, to be fair this is probably their toughest test they're facing the presumptive MVP here. You know, if Rogers can, if 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 anyone can get a few touchdown passes in, it's going to be Rogers. Mm. So they're the two strengths, I think. The weaknesses, then, um, I was humming and hawing on our weakness, but I think it's going to. I think we have to say it's the punt teams and and special teams in general. I think is our weakness coming into this. You know, I mean, we haven't been punished yet for the mistakes we've made so far, but this is playoff stuff. If yeah. if something's going to come a cropper, I'd worry about our punt return here on this. And obviously, the Rams' biggest weakness, and I I. I looked just before we started recording about you know their injury updates. I don't know if you've any more than I have, but either way, their quarterbacks are banjaxed. Yeah. Um. So that's going to be a help. They're not going to be steered the way they should be. So they were sort of the two. When I looked at them together, I think that's the uh, and the problem is there. Our weakness suits their strength and vice versa. So mm. to be fair, this could be more evenly matched than we think or hope. Yeah. Well, they beat up on the Seahawks. Uh, I said this in the last podcast earlier in the week. They beat up on the Seahawks quite regularly. Um, mm-hmm. And it didn't matter when the Seahawks were at their defensive dominance is that they, they still slapped them about the place. Um, I think these teams match up pretty well um, in the sense that when it comes to suffering, so th- this this is what I think the crux of it all is. And, and sometimes football does come down to these simple things because here's what I have seen, right? I've seen that Aaron Donald will nullify our offense I'm not scoffing at that because he is a generational talent and that is the exact words that Corey Lindsley made in his post mm. um, or his presser there. I think it was yesterday or today. Um, so he's after coming out with the generational talent thing. He's obviously been looking at a hell of a lot of tape um, and they asked him how they block him and he said, well, it's going to have to be a team effort. Larry McCarron from Packers.com you know, he's saying that as long as the lads don't knock each other off their blocks and that they have to be all with it. But remember, he went out in that last game and they still put in an, an incredible defensive performance. So we can't get sort of um, sidetracked and sort of a one-track mind with the Aaron Donald thing. Now, Jalen Ramsey, I've seen loads of stats about him. Mm. And Dan the Man sent me in a, a thing from my podcast studio, by the way, a sign. So Dan sent me a Patreon message before the pod to alert me to Kevin Patcher's tweet about Jalen Ramsey and how he's stacked up against the top wide receivers. And he's effectively shut them all down. They've pittance, mm. you know, one reception, two receptions for very little. No receiver went over 100 yards. Um, that's all well and good, but Devontae isn't their only option. Um, Devontae, they spoke about him uh, during the week with him and sort of said, you know, how advantageous is it that you can play basically any position, you know, any flank. Yeah, you can play in the slot. Uh, he can stretch the field and he doesn't need that much separation to come down with the ball. In fact, how many times have we seen him throughout the seasons now count the amount of defensive players that are around him? He's taken on plenty of cornerbacks and safeties in his time when, you know, when they were in their prime as well. And you can only cover him for so long. The thing is, is where this matches up nicely for me is, is in sort of all those sort of talking points aside, the Packers are very good at scoring 30 plus points. They've been waxing teams all season. We absolutely trounced the Titans, albeit they were a pretty poor defensive front. 
this is again, and I, I keep saying I've been saying it all season, and other people are starting to catch on to this now, but it's a race to 30. And if the Packers yeah. can get the 30 points, I don't think the Rams have what it takes to, to reach that level. But I will say it's going to be difficult for the Packers to do it. Um, Aaron Rodgers needs to be efficient and on point. We need to establish the run very, very early and it needs to be successful because if they can key in on the run and let Jalen Ramsey, you know, harass Devontae Adams, well then, you know, we're looking at uh, Bobby Tunyon, who's been incredible. Alan Lazard, who is extremely useful, brilliant. MVS, who I've seen trolling Bears fans and then getting his ass hands back to him on Twitter. Uh, so he needs to come down with some balls as well and some people need to step up. But I think if we can establish the run, uh, preferably running away from Aaron Donald, if we can get some purchase on that and keep them honest, I think we'll we'll run away with this game. Because air defence, as long as they don't make any brain fart moments, and here are the talking points that we've seen around that, and I know I've been talking for quite some time now, but um, I don't want people to get voice fatigue. But... Our defense has come up against the Matt LaFleur offense, which is full of, um, you know, stacking receivers with rub routes, um, bunch formations. And that is Sean McVay's bread and butter. Mm, yeah. If you break down why Sean McVay has been successful, it's been by stacking receivers and confusing the DBs who are trying to mark them. And eventually you break one open. Mm-hmm. Now, that's predicated on Jared Goff or... Walford or Blake Bortles if they're going to be in there being able to find that receiver when they do get open but as much as they talk about Jalen Ramsey I'd like to talk about Jair Alexander I'd like to talk about yep. the pressure the yep. Smiths are going to bring I'm going to talk about yep. Rashan Gary um, Kevin King you know and the, 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 a really interesting part of that as well is is that it, they're going to be playing it obviously in the cold which is a big problem Goff has that surgery and he's smaller hand size people made a big deal of it I don't really think it's as big a deal as people make it out to be but you know his grip on the ball uh, might be hampered by that and he's going to have to play in freezing temperature. Now, uh, this is the last thing I'll say and this will be the secret weapon and, and this is my uh, my hot take for this game. Look out for another massive game from Jair Alexander because mm-hmm. when you're in those desperate situations, you've pressure coming down, you instantly go for the matchup that you think you like and when you have a split second to make that decision, Jair Alexander with his diminutive status uh, he mm-hmm. looks quite small, but Larry McCarron had a great video of him uh, being broken down. Um, you know, like for instance, stopping Jimmy Graham in the last play of the game against the Bears on the goal line. He literally inches to go. He could have almost reached Eddie's hand, but Jair Alexander was physical and pulled him back. So I think he'll have a big uh, game in this. I think our defense has seen our offense enough to nullify the Rams' offense because it's extremely yep. similar. And I, so. I don't think they're going to hoodwink us. But like you say, Daryl, I mean, if we cough up, and that, that's the other thing as well, lastly, is that the uh, Rams defense has been so successful in, in, I think they're the number one scoring defense. Aaron Rodgers does not give the ball away. Um, not unless he has a nightmare of a game. So they're not going to have that element to their defense and their scoreline. And if we can continue, if Aaron Rodgers can protect the ball in that way, uh, well, then I think it's just success for Green Bay all day long. But like you say, I do expect this to be a pretty tricky game. And if it goes sideways, um, you know, they have enough defensive firepower to really frustrate us, I think. And that's what kind of frightens me with it. Yeah, what he said. All my notes are gone. <laughs> no, but I think I think everything there you said is right. And I think the the, the big thing that sort of dawns on me pretty quickly is this game is going to be won by either McVeigh or LaFleur. It's really going to depend on their playbook and how mm-hmm. well that's executed on the night. 
albeit as you say brain fart moments there might be some opportunism there but I have a feeling that Matt LaFleur is going to have to win this game um, and hopefully not in the fourth quarter with some kind of ridiculous play as usual I think this I think that this game is already being decided for that very reason because it's going to be who could come up with the best game plan and I know that's the case in most games but other games there is that sort of attrition where you go well we've got to go and see what they're going to do how are they mm-hmm. going to play we know exactly how the Rams are going to try and play this uh, the, you know and the, the, and there was a lot of talk about the matchups of Adams versus Ramsey but as you say you close down Adams you make him have a quiet day that's mm. fine we've got plenty of other guys that can step up the Rams know this Aaron Donald as well I, I people are talking a lot about it but I have a feeling that his injury is actually going to probably keep him quiet now depending on how bad this this injury is but anyone who's done any d- damage to their ribs over the years knows how painful this is when you start heaving when you're breathing a lot when mm. you know you start breathing it starts hurting also, it's very hard to do a handover move when you've got sore ribs. So yeah, know, it's going to really depend yeah. on... Uh, I have a feeling that actually may nullify him somewhat, uh, you know, and leaving that aside for a second. I think that's the case here, though, is that you're going to have the Rams playing to their strengths and us playing to ours. And if you, if all things being equal, we should win this game and it should be comfortable, but I just have a feeling it's not going to be as comfortable as we think. Yeah, I mean, I, I look, I think it's going to be one extreme or the other. I think it's going to be the case that we were sort of freaked out about the Titans and Derrick Henry and that that didn't come to fruition. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that could be the same in this game. They either give us a really tough game or we literally just run away from it from the off. Um, it's like all sort of, you know, these sporting NFL tropes is that if we put up a big score early, well, then they end up chasing their tails the running back is incredible Cooper Cup I'm a massive fan of and I, yeah, I really thought yeah. the Packers should have drafted him he would have been he's just an intelligent route runner and he always tends to get open he just feasts on the you know C, uh, DB confusion he's incredible at just you know picking a hole in it finding some space and then but the thing is is the way I see this game is is that it's two very similar offences mm. Matt LaFleur's offence is different because it has that big playability um, and they go for that big dagger play, MVS, you know, this, oh, he dropped 50% of what he does. No, but, in, you know, he's there for us. And when we want to take that big shot on third and two, you know, he's there, um, you know, first and 10 from from our own goal line. And then all of a sudden we're throwing bombs down the field to MVS for 70 yards. I mean, you know, that's that's the sort of dynamic that we have and have the ability to execute, I will say, versus McVeigh, who might want to do those things. Uh, but Goff has regressed big time, even the simple yeah. throws he can't do, yeah. which impacts how McVeigh will call this game. Um, to be honest, I'd be more fearful if Walford was in there because he seems like a guy who's more mobile, can run around. Um, he's an unknown entity. They don't have an awful lot of tape on him. So he would be a guy who would sort of, um, you know, put me on notice a bit more than Jared Goff because he's strangely took a, a regression, so much so that he hit the headlines earlier in the season because McVeigh came out and said that he needs to get his head straight and that what he's doing is not acceptable. And that looks like a confidence and mental error. And would you have that uh, in your bag throughout the season that, you know, you're getting in on your own head? you would definitely doubt yourself with the temperatures in Green Bay. Now, they looked yeah. at him performing in cold weather and he's lost two of the games where he's they've hit these sort of sub-zero temperatures, um, which is a very small sample size and not in any way indicative uh, of what's going to happen in this game. However, uh, we can't totally discount it either, you know? Um, so. No, I agree with that. And like I, I've been sort of assuming that it is going to be Goff that's going to be in there at the weekend. Yeah. And I have a feeling that this is going to be who blinks first. You know, which game plan, which where the wheels come off first, I think is going to dictate. If we can, if we can execute our game plan from the off, get a few early scores in, I think, as you say, you know, we'll definitely, it's the 30 points that's going to get us there. And I have a feeling if, 
if it's too tight, I'd go with the bookies and say we probably still should win by a touchdown. Mm. I have a feeling though, if it starts going our way, we could win by two scores, and I think it'll be. I think it'll be probably one of those cases where for three quarters of that match, it's going to stay quite tight. But I have a feeling if our game plan goes as you say, we can play the way we want to play. We're not aspirational like McVeigh. McVeigh would love to play this way, but he just doesn't have the the weapons to do it. I have a feeling if he gets slightly frustrated and they start to force the game slightly, I have a feeling they'll come undone. And at that point, I think we might away with this a little bit more comfortably than we would have originally thought but that's what I'm hoping anyway. yeah I mean the game is almost more dangerous if we do run away with it because then that sets their defence loose I think and it's a playoffs for these guys and Donald is a tough operator yeah. but like you say about that rib injury we saw Jordy Nelson with that sort of um, what do they call it a flak jacket on yeah, um, yeah. and he was kind of restricted with what he could do even though he was still working magic but Aaron Rodgers came out and he was actually tearful um, which is the only time I've seen him that hyper emotional talking about uh, the dedication Jordy gave because you wouldn't believe how sore that injury is and like yeah. you said when you depend on those windmill and swing moves and arm movements and all this type of stuff um, as well as brute strength like that all comes from the core and I can't imagine that's going to be too comfortable even though he'll have the flak jacket on to stop impacts like you know the impact of his own muscles and body pushing against big old linemen um, is really going to impact him as well um, but look, I I do expect the Packers to win. Um, I hope we're not, we don't have egg on our face, uh, but certainly I reckon the Packers run away with this game. I want to be hyper confident and say that we do win it by two scores plus, um, but I don't think we can take it for granted. But look, this team is confident and that's what Aaron Rodgers came out and said, that this team has that confidence and that momentum behind them. So going two scores, less, cover the spread. I'm going to say if... If everything does, if, if everything goes well, one score. I'll take a one score game. But if we tip the scales and we start to get a run on them, I think we'll we'll win by two. So I'm cautious. Anything between one score and two will do. Yeah. There you go. Let's just get into the next stage of the dance and hopefully healthy. That's the one thing as well. Yep. If we win, I just want to make sure that we win and we stay healthy too because I have that horrible feeling that you know if you really go if it's a war of attrition in this game, then you start losing some players and you know this is a guilt edged opportunity. Typical, isn't it? COVID and we can't do meetups and our Super Bowl party would have been absolutely blasting. Uh. We can't do it now. So yeah, let's, um, we'll try sort something out virtually. Anyway, uh, I'll talk to you all on patreon.com forward slash UK Packers from the UK Packers Twitter and Instagram accounts. Follow me, the Paddy Packers. So racist. On Instagram, I'm at NFL on Twitter and himself at Daryl J. O'Brien. He's a newbie um, to Twitter. So do hit him up with some um, well-placed uh, verbiage. I, I have more followers than Donald Trump now. Oh, wait, he's uh, not on Twitter anymore. <laughs> hey, will we get into that um, American political situation? No, I nah, probably, probably won't. Not. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, go pack go. Let's get the double do and uh, let's talk to you next week.